Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of This Uncanny Earth. Every Thursday, we bring you the most uncanny things we can possibly find right to your ear steps, like doorsteps. Straight to them. Of course, straight to them. Of course, I am your host, Rob. And with me in the ether, in the radio world, is my good buddy, good friend, confidant, conciliary, whatever other mob terms we can use, (laughs) Spider himself. Hey, I'm one of the boys. Hey, I can't hey, use an accent forget at all. About so. it. Forget about <laughs> it. Come on, forget about it. But yeah, here we are. It's it's a little warmer today in the in the great state <laughs> yes. of Ohio where we're at compared to the last few days where it was oh, ridiculously man. like a fortress of solitude cold. Freezing. It's just been just cold, and then we had some uh, had some unfortunate wind problems. That's right. Um, yeah. <clears throat> before last week's show, Power was out. Didn't know if it was going to come back on. It was off for a couple of days here, and it was just it was a, a tree fell over, and that pretty much took the power lines out. Took the power out. We didn't have. I didn't have power for two days, so everything was good. Didn't have to throw any food away. I think I threw some. Well, actually, I think I threw some ice cream away. That was about yeah, it. Well, but you know that happens. Though. You don't want anything like that. But still, yeah, good stuff. Good so, stuff. A buddy of mine. Unfortunately, he threw away like a thousand dollars worth of food. Oh, it's crazy! It, it reminds mm-hmm. me a few years ago, um, our our uh, our fridge went out when it was brutally cold, and uh, and we stuck everything in a cooler. And the joke was that if we couldn't get it cold enough in the cooler, we would just stick it out on the porch because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was cold enough. Hey, I can remember a couple times of us hanging out and putting the beer outside because it was cold enough to 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 chill the beer. That is true. Hey. More than hey, once. You know. Definitely more than once. Tonight, of course, I am sipping on some delicious Pike Creek Canadian whiskey. Very delicious. Has a nice uh, kind of caramel aftertaste. Very good. Very good stuff. So that's not a uh, that's not a like a paid endorsement either. We don't get paid. No. about this good stuff. We do like to share good stuff though. So for if, if yes. we're drinking something really tasty, we do like you guys to know about it. So, but we're not getting paid by it. Just no. So and right. if and if you and if you don't like to drink. Alcoholic beverages. I recommend the tropical punch flavored Kool Aid Jammers. Hey. My my son loves them. I enjoy them. Don't get high C though. High C has a lot of <laughs> has like so much sugar. It tastes like drinking syrup. So I know everybody out there is like, is this what the show is going to be about? You two just, <laughs> We're going to have just nutrition about tips drinks. and things. Oh man, <laughs> I got to tell you That's though. I got to tell you, uh, talking about paranormal things, and this isn't really paranormal, but it sounds paranormal the way it was said. Ooh. And I posted about this online. It's just good. I don't want this to be a show where we're always like, oh, guess what my kid said yesterday? <laughs> and then that's a dad show. <laughs> but uh, every once in a while, I'm standing in the kitchen, right? And uh, and I'm just standing there. And my little girl, she's four. She's going to be five later in the year. So she comes up and she just looks at me real serious and she's like, Papa, I got to tell you something. I'm just like, Oh, well, that sounds serious. What's that all about? And she said, when we move, our bones move with us. And then she just walked away. And I was like, you know, that's really profound. <laughs> that's serious business, if you want that my serious profound. business attitude. It came off as something that people could think was paranormal. Like, oh, my bones are moving. I could feel it. <laughs> but there you go. There's your paranormal weird, uh, weird kid stuff for the day. Nice. I unfortunately don't have any paranormal shenanigans for my child. Uh, he got a farm set today, and he is playing with it and having fun. So he's playing with some horses and some cows, I believe, and a couple tractors. So not every day can be battling the forces of darkness. I mean, some days you gotta just play with your farm toys. 
gotta we gotta play with your farm toy. Sometimes my son battles the forces of evil. Today was not that day. He just That's took right. a break. He's tired. He's got That's things right. to do. He's got <laughs> things to do. So this week, before we talk about children and and uh, and beverages and things, the this week's show, episode, da, 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 the <laughs> this un- these uncanny dads. Up next, the two uncanny dads talk about a <laughs> recipe for scrambled eggs. Hey. Beat your feet right back. <laughs> no, episode twenty six, haunted locations of the spooky. A variety, yes, the spooky variety. Very excited. Today's going to be a good show. I'm going to give you folks some uh, a couple places I've actually been, and one place I've never been, but hope to go. So, and I'm sure Spider's got some cool places, and uh, we're going to have a good time today. This is going to be a good show. I'm really excited to to uh, do this show today because it's it's cool to build on actual experiences. I know a lot of times we talk about places that we've never been. Well, I know on our on our ley line show we talked about a couple of places out in Europe mm-hmm. that we've never been, and we've talked about Bimini and Antarctica and <clears throat> all those great places that we've never been. This week, I'm going to talk to a couple pla- talk about a couple places I've actually been, and share with you folks some some experiences. So I hope you hope you everyone out there is and you know I remembered that you'd uh, that you'd gone on some ghosty adventures in a couple of these True. places. So so a lot of these people True. are going to hear it for the first time. But I'm I'm familiar with these stories. It's pretty fascinating stuff, though. Pretty good stuff. Now, <clears throat> before we begin, um, there is going to be some some conversations about uh, the mentally ill and and uh, of those times of mentally ill and, and how mentally ill patients weren't treated with the utmost care. They were more just locked away and, and placed in a, in a, you know, away from society. So if you know anybody that that has some some mental issues or you yourself has some mental issues, get some help. You know, there's always there's a lot there's a lot better ways to get help these days than getting a nice pick lobotomy, which was a real thing, and I will discuss that later. But first, let's talk about the Ohio State Reformatory. That's right, folks. Mansfield in Mansfield, Ohio, was the old uh, prison. Built in 1886. Once again, dates because I have to give dates. Um, it was an intermediary between the Boys Industrial School located in Lancaster, Ohio, and the Ohio Penitentiary located in Columbus. So it was kind of a way station, if you will. So if you made a lot of mistakes as a, as a, as a youth, this was a place you could go right before you would go to the big house. And so you could get your act together here and... Um, and and hopefully hopefully get your act together here. And a lot of people didn't, and um, you know a lot of people went went to the big went to the big place in Columbus. Later on, it would actually become a uh, an actual penitentiary for murderers and serial killers, rapists, that sort of thing. Basically, it was seven tiers high. So if you've ever seen the old prison movies where they have tiers, it was built off of that idea of the Romanesque style of architecture. Now, what this means is these kinds of prisons that when you see prisons that look like castles, because prisons nowadays aren't built up, they're built out. But the old style prisons were built not just to look menacing, but more or less for a spiritual reawakening. It was believed that building these prisons in such a manner would lead the convicts or the prisoners back to back to God or back to a spiritual life to move them away from committing more crimes or doing more dastardly deeds. So that so when you see these old prisons like that when they're built in a castle style um, way, know that it was usually because they wanted the the people to go back 
to spiritual roots. Now, as we go on later in the in the uh, when when spiritualism kind of dies in the later um, in the later years, you'll notice that it's just a it's a mess. Um, the one thing about an old castle style prison, it's really hard to keep up on the architecture. You know, when when there's a bunch of inmates in there, people are getting shanked. Uh, a gentleman set himself on fire with lighter fluid, as our as our uh, our good buddy Zach Baggins talked about, and we haven't talked about him in a while on the show. We haven't brought his name into the mix. We kind of gave him a break. We gave him a little bit of a break. <clears throat> so, but yeah, he talked to a guy named DJ Fly in one of the episodes of Ghost Adventures that was at Mansfield, and um, and he said he you know he was lit on fire, and they were dragging him up the up the tier range, and his skin was just falling off. So. You, obviously, he's probably one of the spirits that still haunts the place. Um, in 1990, the prison was actually closed. This was because the conditions were so terrible. Uh, the heating system was very poor. In the wintertime, pipes would freeze. If anybody's ever been there, I've been there three times on tours. I've never been there actually locked up there because in 1990, I was 10 years old. And I didn't do anything heinous enough to get <laughs> locked up in a prison at 10 years old. You weren't uh, hard on the streets yet. No, it took a while. It took it took many years for me to to gain my uh, my stripes, so to speak. So they closed it in 1990, and they moved it. If you go to the prison, they they do tours. You are not allowed to take pictures of the prison at a certain point because it faces out towards Mansi or Mansfield Correctional Institution. That one is where all the supermax or the not the supermax, but all like the maximum security prisoners go. So the people that were at the old prison are now at this one. There's probably some people that are still there, actually, that were in the old prisons. Because 1990s, not we're not that far removed from 1990. So, <clears throat> and uh, so, so there you have it. You have that, um, and that's just a little bit of history. So now, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to jump into some of the haunted history here of this place. Uh, there are actually in in the back there are 215 numbered markers laid out from graves or for graves many of these victims were were uh, victim or many of these victims were taken by disease influenza tuberculosis and our favorite prison violence yes prison violence for instance warden gatke and that was the warden at the time and his wife helen lived in actually in the prison it wasn't uncommon in that in that day and age for these prisons to house the warden, his wife, his children, doctors, nurses. It was it was quite a common occurrence. I mean, the prison was built as a castle, fortifications, all that, and the rooms. And when you when you go there, and hopefully everybody here that's listening gets a chance to go to Mansfield to, to check out the tours and such, you actually get to go up there in the warden's office. Um, funny fact or, or fun fact: the Shawshank Redemption warden scene was actually shot in Mansfield and the phone's still there and you get to get on the phone and pretend like you're Andy Dufresne or the warden you know you can do it there's no record players though so you can't play your favorite jams on oh your records. man but supposedly this is where um, Helen the, the warden's wife was retrieving something out of her jewelry box and a gun fell to the floor and she was fatally shot and died from fluid on her lungs Later on, <clears throat> because of the gunshot wound, and folks can say they can smell her perfume coming from her bathroom. I personally have never smelled that perfume. I I've really never had anything happen to me 
um, in the paranormal sense, um, just just feelings, especially this next place, the chapel. Now, the chapel, that's that's where everybody believes that that is the main that's the main hub or the nucleus of all the prison hauntings. The reason being is that supposedly the chapel itself was was used for executions. But this was before the chapel, or I should say the chapel area was used. But this was before the chapel was actually constructed there. Um, Visitors have said or have seen spirits, orbs, and unidentifiable sounds um, while being there. Now, for me, this room did something a little different. When I was in there, it was really hard to breathe. Now, I don't know if that was because the prison's older. And the dust was flying around because I'm, I, I am a skeptic. So I'm not going to sit here and just say, I had trouble breathing. It was the ghosts taking my lungs from me. It was the spirits. The spirits got me. No, but you, you do feel a sense of unease. And once again, I don't know if that was for me just having some trouble breathing at that point. But the uh, the spirits are supposedly the ones who cause that kind of ill feeling. And, and you know, maybe it's true. You know, I believe that the <clears throat> wherever bad things happen, you know, heinous things such as prisons, mental institutions, Auschwitz, Andersonville, that the energy that is that that happens is left there. And so it, it, it seeks to 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 release itself to to violence or through um, um, just a, a feeling of, of dread or, or unease. So that's my personal take on spirits and ghosts, just like a, a residual thing. But, you know, you can comment, you know, in our in our chat rooms and our message boards where you think or what you think about ghosts. So, cause we always have our, our chats open and such. Absolutely. So the, uh, the infirmary is our next stop on this tour. Now this was a place where many, 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 many prisoners died. Just, just terrible and, and awful deaths. Um, sick and dying inmates were left without care for days and weeks at a time. At some, at some points, um, they starved to death because other inmates would literally just take their food. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, if a guy's stronger than you and bigger than you and you're laying there sick with the, bless you, tuberculosis and the, or the, uh, you know, any kind of <clears throat> dirty kind of uh, uh, sickness because prisons back then weren't clean. They're not really clean now, but they really weren't clean back then. And you can't, what are you going to do? There's really nothing you can do. So you're going to get your food taken. And at that point, you're, you're pretty much going to die. Um, this is the spot where a lot of EMF detectors are set off and there's a lot of orbs captured and gusts of air have just have been reported. This this place, I didn't really feel anything. It wasn't like, you know, I, I didn't have that sense. I'm not really an in tune person when it comes to the paranormal. I think I've just I don't you know, it's just something that 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 I just don't uh, I'm not in tune with, so to speak, not to negate any horrible things that have happened there and, and feelings that other people have. It's just it just doesn't. It doesn't affect me the same. So <clears throat> now we move on to the basement. Now the basement is a little bit eerie, and I think that's more of the 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 thought of it being a basement inside of a giant prison. Um, but this is where a fourteen year old girl was beaten to death. She is said to still linger around, along with the guard who gives off a very sinister vibe. Meaning maybe the guard is the one who beat her to death. It's it's not far fetched. The guards exactly weren't always on the up and up in these places a lot of inmates died a lot of guards died riots that sort of thing anytime you have a prison style environment violence is going to be a catalyst at all times so you just have to kind of you know be be aware of that but once again for me other than the feeling of a basement didn't really feel anything 
Um, the library. Now, this is where a young woman, a nurse who was possibly murdered by a prisoner or that contracted some tub- their contracted tuberculosis or any number of disease died. And it, it, when you're in the, the library, supposedly you feel a, a bit of calmness. Sometimes you feel like, uh, um, like everything's going to be okay. Uh, every now and again, you can feel like a presence of, of Helen that we talked about earlier, the warden's wife. <clears throat> Me, once again, didn't feel anything in this room. There's really nothing that 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 stuck out for me um in the back we didn't get to go to this part at the time i don't know why maybe it just wasn't really great weather for it um is the inmate graveyard and this is the place where people have seen uh, objects move and equipment failure is common here now that could lend itself to a variety of things so i i've i've, I've never seen anything there looking out the window into the graveyard i've never felt anything because i've never actually been onto that part of the property. So I can't really, can't really tell you folks about any of that. Um, the cells. Now this part is where you, you do kind of get a sense or a feeling of dread. Um, a lot of times when prisoners were, when the, when the place was still in full vigor, people could feel a woman comforting them with a warm blanket. They'd be laying there at night and they can just feel a presence there. This I did not feel that that same comfort. I could I could it, it, that was one of the few places in this prison or in or in pretty much all the places I've been that are haunted or are supposedly haunted. This was the only place I felt like a like, a, like an uncomfortable sense of dread, like you, that energy of of people dying and uh, uh, the railing is only like four feet up, I believe, or maybe a little more four or five feet, and there was no cage or no. Um, fencing to separate that tier from the bottom floor and guys will get thrown off of that they get thrown right off the tier and we're talking at like i said i believe it's seven tiers high you couldn't go to the i think it was like the last two or the last three tiers because they were renovating it and it was really unsafe to go up there so guys were getting thrown off of that top tier uh people were getting stabbed guy set himself on fire people and and if anybody has children listening I'm going to say this. People were getting raped in these places. So this energy is, is just sitting there. That is where I actually could feel something like this is something's wrong here. Like there's a lot of just <clears throat> a lot of evil things happen in this in this place. <clears throat> nothing, nothing crazy happened. Um, I'm, visitors have said they've had their hair pulled. Women especially have said they've had their hair pulled. People have been pushed, touched, tapped, scratched. Me just, I just had that feeling. It's like a feeling you get in the pit of your stomach, like this, something's not right here. But nothing other than that. And uh, lastly, the hole. Now, this part, this plays a lot on your senses because the hole in this, in the, in the, in terms we're talking here, is black. It's pitch black. They put you in because uh, uh, they they put us in there. They let they let each of us go in and they would close the door. They put us in, close the door, and then the dinner slot where they would give you your dinner, close that. I mean, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. It was literally pitch black in there. And the further back you got into the hole, the colder it got. So, and I know a lot of time when it comes to measuring spirits or or measuring um, phenomena, they're supposedly in places where it gets colder, they're said to be spirits. I don't know if if that was the case with this tour 
And I've, like I said, I've done three tours, one ghost, or, or three tours, and, and one of those tours was, was a ghost hunt at night. And you had free reign at the prison. You could go wherever you wanted as long as you had a flashlight and somebody with you. You know, you couldn't, they didn't really want you wandering off by yourself. You could. That's a good they side note, though. If, while if while we're at it. that, we might as well say, um, yeah. if you do go to any sort of, like, ghost hunting expeditions or, or to any place where it's an old building or uh, or just a place where, where it's going to be dark and you're going to be doing an investigation, take a buddy with you. Always use buddy system. Yeah. Just for your own personal safety. It's doubtful right. that anything real dangerous is going to happen for sure, but you never know. Even just... Uh, even just building stuff could go wrong. Like, like a part of yep. the building could collapse or, or whatnot. I mean, anything can happen accident-wise, so always have a buddy. Good call. That, that was a really good call. Um, also, make sure you have enough flashlights. Um, <clears throat> if, you're doing, if you're doing ghost hunting, make sure you got your EVP or EMFs, anything you can take that, that they'll allow inside the facility. Uh, and make sure you have a map. Make sure you're always aware of where stairs are, and and the stairs here, in a lot of spots are kind of steep, so you got to be real careful going down. They're kind of narrow and kind of steep, so you want to be real careful because you don't want to get caught on one and fall on the steps. That's you. That's not a place you you want you want to get hurt at because there's a lot of just metal everywhere and and uh, and that sort of thing. So definitely be safe. That's a very good uh, a very good call from our our, our uh, resident safety expert spider here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the whole, like I said, is the most haunted part of this prison. Um, it's where a lot of people, a lot, a lot of women actually have had their hair pulled more so than the cells. Cause this, I mean, the whole, we're talking about some of the most violent inmates, some of the most crazy inmates <clears throat> were put here. Um, but to, in, in all honesty, when I went on the ghost hunt, it was, it was really, it was really fun. I recommend it. Um, nothing followed me home. Nothing. Um, attacked me or pinched me. I just had fun running around in an abandoned building at night. It was just, or not, not so much an abandoned building because there was people there, but just a building that is no longer serving the purpose it was intended, and it's more of a historical landmark now. So it was cool seeing stuff in the dark because you know you get to go into the shower area, and a lot of people got murdered there. They said the drain would get caked up with blood. And, and kind of like guts and, and things like that. So, like, they had to clean it. They had to go in and, and clean it out. Um, also, I want to give a, a, another safety tip. If you're going to go to the chapel, because the chapel is, is in an upper part of the, the prison itself, which is probably why I, I was, it was having trouble breathing, take a, uh, like, uh, uh, what do they call those? It's like a filtration mask, the little white like ones you wear when you get a cold. No, not a respirator. That's too much. Well, I mean, not this, like one of those big machine respirators, but even just those little, you know, they make little yeah. ones that are like the little face mask kind of things. The, yeah, the, the white little things. Like if you have a cough, you're like, I got to put this on so I don't cough in people's faces. So uh, the ghost hunts were really cool. Um, you have to sign up for them in advance. A buddy of mine ended up getting tickets, and or he ended up, uh, some people of him, people of his got it. And uh, I got to go, and it was really cool. They locked you in, I think, at... Oh man, I want to say nine or ten. This was this was some years and years and years ago. They lock you in, and then you get to leave at six. So you were literally in this prison until six in the morning, walking around doing. I mean, you could do whatever you want for the most part. And then they have a, a spot where you could, where they had food and and places you could go like downstairs to see light because once they turn the lights off, the lights are off, off. I mean, it's dark. I think there's two spots. There's the the room. Where they, where it's like a break room, and then there's a spot where the cells are, 
because they have to have light where the cells are. Because walking walk around on themselves, it's really hard to see at night. I mean, in the dark, it's it's tough. It's tough to see like where stuff is. So the lights, they're like an orange light, and that's just so you can navigate your way around. But I definitely recommend going to the to the Mansfield Reformatory, if not just for the history. The history itself is why I went. Not so much for the for the spirits or for the hauntings. I went more for the history because I find the the whole um, prison system of the time to be fascinating. You know, Al Capone was in a prison like that that mm. that was built off of the the spiritual life lessons of that of that architecture. So, I have basically talked for a half hour. <laughs> but, but see, I mean, this is first hand experience. Like I, none of the places that I have to present tonight, I, I've never been to any of these places. I I've kind of been, I guess, kind of. I, not really sheltered, I suppose, but I just I haven't um, had enough adventures in this kind of in this area myself. So it, it's good to get some firsthand experience because all I'm going to be doing is just like, well, this is the place, and they say that this happens, and they say that this happens, but uh, I have no idea. So <laughs> here you go, you get some firsthand, like, oh yeah, he's been there. Oh man, he's oh this is great. And the next one I'll do after Spider gets done with his. I've been to that one too. It's only the third one I've never been to, but it, it's on the it's on the list. It's the the third one is is one of the places I would love to go to, and we're gonna get to that. I know you're like, there's a secret place because we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. Just 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 relax. Um, well, the one I'm I, gonna have is probably gonna be one that uh, that you'll want to visit. I'm sure if you haven't already. Um, and here's the thing. I think. Uh, Spider and I are probably going to go to a couple of these places. I think I'm going to take Spider down to Mansfield and and take him to this prison and leave him there forever. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, but but uh, I think we're going to do that um, relatively soon, actually. Once it, once the weather gets a little bit warm, because it's a cold place. Hmm. Even at nighttime, it's colder. And we went, I want to say we went in May or June, and it's still cold. And I don't know, like, once again, I, I, I'm i not going to sit here and say, it's because of all the spirits there and all the evil and the haunting. <laughs> I, I, right. Like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, the one thing I don't want to do is give credit to things that can be explained by, by just natural phenomena. I don't want to be like, ah, you know, the ghost, it. because if, if, if it can be explained, I would rather it be explained. I don't want it just to leave it up to ghost chance. You know, and there are some things in this world that that can't be explained, and so you have to you have to go to that. And say, okay, maybe this is a spirit, but to say, you know, the whole building's cold at night when there's no sun in May. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not. I, you know, that's that's that. We got to chalk that up to something other than just spirits. So, but I've talked enough. I talked for almost a half hour, and you got to hear my voice. So now I'm going to turn it over. To the guy whose voice you might not want to hear either, but you're going to hear it regardless. Spider, come on down. Well, I mean, we can't all be Count St. Germain because everybody wants to hear his voice. Oh, let's go ahead and give that round of applause for Mr. Count St. Germain. He always gets the big one with the the pennant and everything. Yeah. See? He's he's probably out there like, yeah, that that Mansfield is. I was there a couple (laughs) times. As an inmate or a guard? Both. Both. What? Hey, good behavior. What? <laughs> <laughs> they just, they just. Once they let him out of prison, like, here's your guard uniform. Get to work. <laughs> uh, okay. Or something. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, and I'm not um, gonna go until I get my things. <laughs> that's right. Um, well, the one I'm gonna talk about first, and this is pretty close by too. This is in, uh, this is in West Virginia. This is the Moundsville Penitentiary. 
Penitentiary. Ooh. Oh, penitentiary. That's penitentiary, how said huh? <laughs> it was like a mix of the mortuary and the penitentiary. <laughs> and um, it was in operation for a hundred years, and um, it uh, it closed in 1995. Now, here's some more specific details about it. Um, it's in Moundsville, West Virginia. Operated from 1876 until 1995. It's currently a, a tourist attraction and a training facility for people who want to work in a prison. So interesting stuff right there. Um, they do ghost tours and things like that because it's supposed to be one of the most haunted uh, prisons in the United States. A lot like Mansfield. Um, it was uh, it was built after West Virginia seceded from Virginia at the height of the American Civil War. And... Um, they they built it because they needed more jails. They needed more uh, more um, places to to stash people, I suppose, because there was a lot of activity out there that people would call criminal during that time period. Anything basically during a war can be considered uh, criminal. Just about if you're found to be doing something that's against um, that could be against a side or something like that. So um, it was uh, it was initially a, a temporary wooden prison. And it gave them time to kind of design something that was a lot bigger. And um, it's made with hand-cut sandstone cord from a local site. It's made in the Gothic style. So it's got that same castle kind of feel to it that Rob mentioned when he was talking about Mansfield. Um, very similar in uh, in overall construction and everything like that. Um, this the particular place was one of the... Um, it was... Uh, one of the very first places to use the electric chair um and it was the it was the the home of the original electric chair nicknamed old sparky so really 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 uh kind of grotesque stuff there um they were executing what? prisoners from 1899 to 1959 most of that was hanging um the electrocution started in 1951 and uh, the state prohibited capital punishment entirely in 1965. So after that, the chair was retired. The original chair is still on display at the facility, and it's included in the official tour if anybody decides to go down there and check that out. Fun fact, before you continue, for that with Old Spark, they actually used to have picnics outside on the prison lawn with where people would come and they would eat lunch or, or whatever dinner hmm. and wait for executions that that was a thing you put your family into the car and this this was kind of a nationwide thing this was back before tvs and such so you pack the family up hey we're gonna go to moundsville we're gonna go to mansford we're gonna go this that this this that and the third and we're gonna we're gonna watch people die and usually it was hangings they wouldn't oh, you yeah. know yeah they're not gonna let you into the electric chair room i think they did that for just victims for a while, I don't know if they still do that. And if occasionally, they the, occasionally, like uh, press people or anybody that had a particular interest in it, or not not victims. I'm sorry, those victims are usually dead. Um, families, families of victims, right. yeah, families of the victims. So I just wanted to interject that because I I learned that some time ago, and I was like, wow, people would actually. I'm I'm sorry, folks, but but like having me and my like me and Spider like, dude, execution. What do you think? 
I'm in. Let's go pack a lunch. Let's do it. Well, it's a throwback to the days when uh, when it used to be that all executions were public because it was a message that was being sent. It was a message being sent yep. to, to the general populace that, hey, this dude messed up. This lady messed up. This is what happens to you when you mess up. And so yep. you had your gallows in the center of town. So everybody in town saw it. So it became a public event kind of thing. Um, yep. <clears throat> that continued for quite a while. Uh, and people still, you know, there's always people on the internet, like watching stuff on the internet, who have all those disaster videos, and car crash videos, and all that kind of stuff. It's the same kind of mentality. People want to, people somehow want to see these kind of things happen. Uh, people are and the thing, that kind of stuff. My my uh, my mother and father love that kind of stuff. Oddly enough, they would go to these hangings. I'm gonna <laughs> tell them that when I see them next. They like air disasters. I, I they're like. Duh. You can't get on a plane. I'm like, that's because you watched that show, so you don't want to get on a plane now. I'm like, I'll get on a plane. It, you know, if it happens, it happens. What am, you know, I can't control. I can't control it. So, but continue. You know, just we're having a good. It's old a good point, though. Um, laugh. I mentioned that there's uh, tours. Uh, tours are available to see the prison. There's a uh, a festival in May called the Elizabethtown Festival every May to celebrate and remember historic Moundsville. Uh, a haunted attraction called the Dungeon of Horrors is also set up for the Halloween season. Uh, paranormal groups and enthusiast travel guides consider Moundsville Prison once again to be one of the most haunted prisons in America, with ghost stories originating as early as the 1930s. Legends include the prison occupying the site of, guess what, here in the United States, a Native American burial ground. Oh, no way. I wouldn't have guessed it. Because that's the fallback. It's like I said a few episodes ago. If there's a haunted place in America, oh, it must be built on a Native American burial ground. (laughs) Well, you know, a place this big with a a history as rich as as, as ours, uh, people can be buried everywhere. You know, there's, there's probably no getting around it. Um but reports include former guards seeing phantom inmates and a shadow man wandering the premises, as well as unexplained noises, voices, and cold spots. <gasps> oh, no. Interesting stuff. Now, the prison was recently... <coughs> it recently appeared in two uh, two bits of, of pop culture. Um you can see it in the Hulu original series Castle Rock, which is based on Stephen King's work. Um, it's supposed to be about the penitentiary Shawshank. And they picked it instead of Mansfield, where the original Shawshank Redemption was filmed, because they wanted to make the town around Shawshank more visible. And in Moundsville, it, you get a little bit more visibility of the town nearby than you do in Mansfield. So the other place that it appears in a fictional context is in the 2018 video game Fallout 76, where it is known as the Eastern Regional Penitentiary. Pen- I keep saying that, penitentiary. I don't know. I'm <laughs> reading it right, and I know what it says. I know how the word is said. I don't know. I'm having a brain today. Just like, penitentiary. I'm going to send you to the penitentiary, say. <laughs> Penitentiarium. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh, not, don't do that. Now you're going to start saying penitentiarium. I know. This would be great. That gives a little bit more of like a oomph to it. Penitentiarium. <laughs> Give a little bit of oomph to the, to the whole shenanigans. <laughs> it's Roman. It's penitentiarium. Um, Roman Reigns? Da-dunt. 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 Good on for him, though, for, for putting the cancer in remission. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, let's give a, let's give a, uh. A big applause to Roman Reigns for putting that cancer in a headlock and putting it back in remission where it belongs. There we go. We'll get him there. There it is. 
But yeah, that's Moundsville Prison. Um, and uh, once again, I haven't been there yet. It's one of the things on the list because West Virginia is it, it borders Ohio, so it's pretty easy to get to. So uh, one of these days, it'll be, probably be um, on our list on our prison tour of America. Next up, we got God smacking and uh, corn. We're touring with God smacking corn on Prison Tour America 2019. We're not really doing that, so anybody that's looking forward does touring with God smacking. Who's the I'll other ask, one I just said? I'll ask corn if they're down for it. I'm going to see them in August. So corn. See if David Drummond wants in on this sweet, sweet prison tour. That'd be disturbing. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, I was waiting for it. Boom. Um, Jason Link gives a good account in our uh, chat area here about uh, a late best friend of his. So rest in peace to, to your late best friend. I have also a really good friend that passed away some years back, so I, I can empathize with that. Um, and if you folks want to give it a read, it's it's pretty good. It's you know, we all we all have friends that have passed on, and you know, so mm-hmm. rest in peace of that. He also said uh, he wants to be down and be a buddy of Zach Baggins. So Zach, if you're listening, our good friend Jason here wants to be your buddy. We'll be your buddy too. We can have us on the show. We can we can hear disembodied voices, or we can be like, oh, what touched me? You know, we, we, we got your back, Zach. Got your back. So. <laughs> All right, so that's Moundsville Penitentiary. I'm gonna pass it. Oh man, I keep penitentiary. saying penitentiary. I know, I know how you say it. It's like my brain's just like say it like this. <laughs> You'll sound like a goofball. Somebody's um, gonna mean that. <laughs> penitentiary. I'm still catching myself saying it because now it's stuck. Now it's stuck. Penitentiary. penitentiary. Y'all better the penitentiary. Penitentiary. You said it. penitentiary. I know. I'm just like, oh man. Anyway, back on to you, so I stopped saying that. Well, I'm not going to talk about any penitentiaries. <laughs> Penitentiarium. What I am going to talk about today is my second experience, and this actually happened this year. No, last year, 2018. And I went to the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum located in Weston, West Virginia. Now, <clears throat> before I get started here on my five-hour talk, I just want to say West Virginia is home to the biggest cases of high strangeness, weirdness, paranormal, UFO, Green Monster, Mothman. We're going to have to do a whole show on West Virginia one of these times. That's right. The whole state seems I've, to be haunted. The, and the thing is, is um, when I was doing research on, I think it was the, on for our Mothman episode or one of the other ones, it said that not even Native Americans wanted to go through there. So whether that's true or not, you know, somebody wrote that. So I don't know how factual that is since any Native American from that time is long since deceased. Maybe there's a burial ground there. I don't know. But <laughs> that's like that's, that's the fallback. I mean, everybody says, it is. oh, yeah, if there's something haunted in America, it must be the Native American burial ground. <laughs> <laughs> do they laugh like that? Some of them probably do. That's how you know it's okay. suspect. Ah, indeed. <laughs> okay, so this asylum was built in 1858. Or between that and 1881. Nobody's really 100% sure. They just know it was built in that in that time span. It is the largest hand-cut stonemasonry building in North America, and it was used to house mentally ill patients. And when I say mentally ill patients, 
I don't mean just you know your your. I believe here they'd be the fourth. They'd be considered the fourth floor here in here in Ohio mm-hmm. of hospitals where people have you know all sorts of um, mental illnesses. But this was for I mean, so if you got into a fight with your girlfriend, guys out there, or your wife, you could actually take her there and drop her off, and they would take her because it looked like a mental illness. You could drop your kids off there and say you couldn't take it anymore, and you could just kind of like, hey, here's some kids. There you go. Mm-hmm. And, there, and there was a wing for children. Um, you could drop your parents off there. You could drop your friends off there. If you had a a, a, a state-certified person that could say, yeah, that could vouch for that and say, hey, you know, this person is a little kooky, they come get you, or you could just drop them off there. Um, many, many cases are noted of men dropping off their wives, and there was nothing they could do. Once, uh, once somebody was in your corner and saying, hey, that person, you can commit them, and I'll sign off on it. That was it, which is sad. So yeah. you know, and it, you know, don't don't do that. Don't try to don't try to don't try to commit your your family members. I know we all want to sometimes. I get it, <laughs> but please, people, don't <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't do it. Um. Anyways, so it was designed by architect Richard Andrews, and it followed the Kirkbride plan, which called for long, rambling wings arranged in a staggered formation. This was due to the assurance of each wing connecting structure or each connecting structure receiving an abundance of sunlight and fresh air. Because back then they thought that that was essential to a patient's well-being, which is not necessarily it's false. It's not that far off the truth. Although, I mean, a mental yeah. illness, you're still going to have all kinds of other things that are going right. to, you know, it, it's a very complex thing. We still don't understand most of that. But it doesn't right. hurt to have uh, no to have nice sunlight and a nice view. I mean, you know, the wintertime, if, if you ever, it's called seasonal depression, and people get mm-hmm. kind of depressed around this time because you can't do anything. You can't go outside. You can't enjoy gardening. You can't enjoy playing outside. So people do get depressed. So I can definitely see, you know, you want some sunshine and fresh air. I want some sunshine and fresh air. I'm sick of this winter. I'm just <laughs> tired of it, man. I'm tired of it. Um, <clears throat> but it opened up in 1864, and it was closed in 1994. So we're not too far removed from the closing of this building. It reached its peak in 1950 with 2,400 patients housed in a facility meant to hold only 250 people. So a lot of overcrowding here. Um, now, some of the different areas of this of this place, and, and when, I, when I tell you about the personal experiences I've had here, I was not um, – in every single part. This is a really, really big place. This is much bigger than Mansfield. I mean, there was parts of Mansfield I didn't go, but that's because they wouldn't let you go because they were kind of, they were dangerous. But I could see these places. Like you, you could just look up and see that tier, or you look, or you could look outside and see the rampart. But there, this place is huge. There's a whole um, building for the criminally insane. That we couldn't go to because the weather was kind of bad that day. It kind of rained, and you can't go in there when it's raining because water leaks in. Now that's the part I wanted to go to. I was super hyped to go to that part, and they're like, "No," and I'm like, "Ah." So, well, I'm gonna go, well, and then obviously you ground, had to resurrect for the show. <laughs> I know I'm trapped there. We're doing the show live tonight from there. Right. We we have Zach Baggins here, and he's going to tell you all about. It. So, in the third floor ward F. And th- this is this is the this is the room that I had like the the I wouldn't say so much of a paranormal experience like I saw things but I felt something. 
Um, two patients grabbed another patient, threw him to the ground, and took the metal end of a lifted a bed, lifted lifted the bed up. These this is before they nailed the beds to the ground, lifted the bed up, and slammed the bedpost into the man's temple. It killed him. Went through his head. Killed him. As soon as she said that, as soon as our tour guide, he said that, sorry, as soon as our tour guide said that, I immediately just felt awful. Like, I felt a weird sense of just, like, this is bad. This this is this is bad. This is bad. This is bad energy here. This is, and I, and Spider knows me. I'm not one to sit here and just mm. talk about energies all day, but this was, this is something I felt, like, heavy. It was, it was a heavy feeling. For a second, I just felt, man, this is like bad like i felt really really bad and then it kind of passed and then as soon as i left the room i was fine but this room was also or this this area was also where a lot of inmates got killed many people were dead in this room and it the the one room where that where this event actually happened was kind of small it was probably no bigger than than maybe your average living room and a lot of people died there and you could you could feel it even if you're if even if you're not an empath or you're not a uh, a spiritualist or, or you, you're not really that part of the occult such as myself, I could feel it. And I'm not one of those, one of those people. I don't, I don't usually get, you know, that, that bogged down with, with, with weight, with feeling in this place, this did it. This was the first time save for maybe a couple, save for maybe like one or two other times, just at, at houses and stuff that were supposedly haunted that I really felt something that I felt like, man, what happened here was bad. Nothing to where I'm like, oh, I saw these spirits and I saw these orbs and I and people touched me or I heard whispers. No, it was just something in my body just to felt weight, like heavy weight. So if you go there and they and they and they, they take you to that room, hopefully you'll feel it. It should be a feeling that everybody should feel because we should all um be aware of what happened of the of the mental of the of the lack of care for mentally ill people in these times when it was just fend for yourself kind of atmosphere now one of the biggest and th- this is something i didn't even they, he didn't talk about this on the tour but uh, a girl named lily supposedly wanders the hall looking for a playmate now lily's story is one of she has it, it, there's a couple different origin stories for her one says that she died at the age of nine due to pneumonia. Um, another says her mother couldn't take care of her, so she dropped her off. Another says her mother was, that was a rhyme, another says her mother <laughs> was a patient there and was impregnated by either staff or um, another inmate, and she was born there and died as an infant, not as a nine-year-old. So Lily has a couple of different stories, if they're even true. This might not even be true. Lily wasn't something that was really talked about when I was there, um, but supposedly she uh, she haunts uh, she haunts part of the part of the asylum, and there's toys dedicated to her in a, in a specific room. Now I never saw this room. I don't know if they just didn't take us there or they didn't talk about it. But this part of the tour they didn't. I, I didn't know about this until I had read on it later on. Because like I said, the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum has, I think. If I had to, if I had to put a guess, it'd probably be like five or six tours of different parts. So there's one tour that we went on that was one, two, four floors, and another building. I think it was the mortuary or the crematorium outside. There's still another tour that takes you to the farm part. There's another tour that takes you to the criminally insane part. There's a TB ward 
that you that you can't go in because they use it for Halloween. They repurposed it for for like um, Halloween haunted house type things. I wanted to go there too because up top there's a it was like a caged in area. It looked like a, a caged in basketball court, if if that'd be the best way to to put it. But I wanted to go there because the TB wars were serious business back then. Because mm. TB was a was a raging e- epidemic in the 1800s, and it's it's kind of been put to bed a little bit in the, in, in in the United States. It's still pretty serious in other countries where they don't have um, you know clean water and, and 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 cleaner living conditions. It's still kind of rampant there, but here it's pretty much been put to bed. So, mm. but back to Lily, so. She likes to play, and supposedly um, people have thrown she th- – she'll play catch with people. She'll turn off flashlights. Like I said, this wasn't something that, that I was uh, privy to, and I didn't go on a ghost hunt here. This was just – this was a daytime tour. I was just – I happened to have some relatives in Flatwoods. Yes, folks, Flatwoods Green Monster. And that's not my relative. I kind of wish. That'd be kind of <laughs> sweet. He could be on the show. I wish um, he was my dad. <laughs> No offense. I wish there. he was my I wish he was my grandpa. <laughs> All the offense, grandpa. No, no offense, grandpa. But cuz that's where that's where like uh, my mother's side of the family is from is that that the the that area of West Virginia. So, um I know a lot of the history of that area. <clears throat> so, back to it once again after I've said back to it about 17 times now. <laughs> that that's a Lily story. Once again, I don't have any kind of experience with Lily because I didn't really um, they didn't really talk about Lily on the store. I don't know if that's something they do on another tour. Uh, now, something more um, diabolical. There are supposedly two murders, two murderers that are said to reside in this asylum. Slewfoot was a cunning psychopath who killed uh, inmates in a lavatory. For those that don't know what a lavatory is, it's the bathroom. Fancy word for bathroom. Mm-hmm. And an unnamed killer is the second said to lurk. In the dungeon-like seclusion cells. Now, those cells were really, really... If, if you're a claustrophobic person, you're not going to be a big fan of them. And there's one that the door locks. Like, they'll, they'll close the door, and then it locks. And they had to call a locksmith one time to get somebody out. I wasn't there for that. Thank goodness. Because that would have been rough. <laughs> but they uh, they, uh, they said that they don't close, don't close that door. They told us, don't close that door. Close. Um, Now, there are Civil War wings because this was a major point for the Civil War for the Union Army. And uh, the wings there are known for door slamming, people talking, and just an overall sense of dread because the Civil War wasn't a pretty war for America at all. A lot of of men died. Um, A lot of atrocities happened. It Mm -hmm. just wasn't good. It wasn't wasn't a good time for America whatsoever. Not going to sugarcoat it. You know, it, it was just a bad time. Um, now in the pharmacy area, visitors have known to be assaulted and, you know, guys have been pushed. It seems to be men that this occurs to most. Once again, I was never pushed. I have no, no, like outside of the, of the, of the place that I was in, there was, that's it. Nothing happened to me outside of that. So when I talk about these other places, look at it as me, nothing happened there. Um, now the pharmacy was one of my favorite parts of this whole tour, and I'll tell you why. The so in the pharmacy they still have um, 
glass jars of the medicines that they had used. Now, the medicine's not in there anymore. It would have been kind of cool if they would have given us free samples of the medicine <laughs> as we're going through the tour. Um, but these medicines are not like the prescription medicines you think today. One had lithium, cannabis, alcohol, and morphine. All in the same bottle, hanging out. I'm thinking to myself... That's why you know that. Uh, that's why you see a lot of people drooling in in the older mental mental institutions, um, because that mixture right there would be enough to put you on your tail. You know, the morphine mm-hmm. alone or the lithium alone would be enough to put you on your tail. But you had alcohol, then you had cannabis to that to that mixture. You're gonna be on your butt for a while. You know, yeah. so I don't recommend mixing all of those. I don't recommend <laughs> doing those. This isn't you know don't. You know, if you do, do it in the discretion of your own home away from anybody else, especially if you're going to take it to the next level and do that. But the the reason why it was so interesting and not because I know people out there like, I knew it, that guy's a druggie. No, <laughs> the reason it was interesting is because you got to see all the different types of medicine that they use to deal with mental illness. And it wasn't just so much of that. Um that. Was, that was the standout thing for me because I was thinking to myself, man, you take that, you are just... That's it. That's it. You know, you're a slobbery mess. It was more just you get a sense of history. And that's really what it is for me with these places. Not the not the spirits, not the not the orbs, not the EVPs. It'd be cool to do that, but I'm I'm more of a of a historian of these types of places because I find it to be fascinating. Mm. Um another thing to take note of in in this is the fact of, of the ice pick lobotomy. And I want to talk about this real quick before because it's it's almost time to cut to uh, our, our break here. Um, this was basically you take a sharpened object and you push it through the orbital socket, the eye, so to speak, um, into the brain. Now, this was thought to actually relieve some of the stress or relieve some of the, the, the mental illness of the patient. It's almost like um, um, what's... This? And if I botch this spider, jump in and fix it. Uh, trepanning is that is that how you say it? I think it's trepanning. Uh, trepanning. Yeah, it might be trepanning. Um, and what that is, where you drill a hole in the skull, like a, a nice size hole, yep. and that's supposed to let the demons out or let the let the evil out of your brain. Obviously, they didn't work, um, but it was the same thing with ice pick lobotomies, and they, they just don't call them ice pick lobotomies because they used ice picks sometimes, mm. but they would use anything that was sharpened enough. And, and and modern medicine back then was so cruel that they that it was an okay practice. It was okay because, I mean, of course it's going to let that emotion out because you're going to be basically brain dead. You're not going to be the same person if I if, if you get a, 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 um, a pointed object driven into your head. It just, you know, and, and it's sad. And that, that part there made me kind of sad as I... Was was on the tour and and I felt bad for all those people. Now it's because... an interesting point. Not to oh. not to really. No, say you're good, that man. Go ahead. Good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to endorse a practice like that because obviously, if you have like a, a headache or if you feel bad, don't be drilling holes in your head. But part of it, uh, part of it had a, a minor, minor, minor basis in in medical fact in that sometimes people get uh, with certain forms of mental illness, you also get what's called encephalitis, which is enlargement of the brain. Yes. And yes. you have to relieve that pressure somehow. Um, it's not something that you're supposed to just carve a hole in somebody's head for. 
but they do the <laughs> no, things to, no, nowadays no. To, to reduce swelling in the brain and things like that. And in the old days, they recognized that you would have pressure, but again, they, they said it was from demons, they said it was from evil spirits, they said it was from all kinds of different things, so they figured just carve a hole in there. And in some cases, it probably did help a little bit, depending on if they actually nicked some of your brain or not, but they weren't very gentle about it. So if they actually got your brain, which happened more times than, than not, you were pretty much screwed and worse off than you were before. But in the few cases where they they managed to not completely mess up your uh, your gray matter up there, then it did help a little bit, which legitimized the practice, unfortunately. Right. right. Um and and the and the and the the doctor that that was the most notorious for this at the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum was Dr. Walter Freeman. Now, I it, it was horrible. You know, and 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 Spider's right. There are instances where it did help legitimizing the practice itself, but more people got hurt than helped mm-hmm. in this in this situation because all they had to do, and they this happened a lot. There was actually a case there of a girl who wasn't mentally ill. She was committed because they thought she was mentally ill. She wasn't, and they gave her lobotomy, and it basically killed her. Not. In the sense of, of she died there, but I mean, your quality of life is next to nothing if you if you mm-hmm. lose that part of your because she had no personality after the fact she just drooled and finally um, they had to take care of her um, in terms of bathroom bathing and she was perfectly fine she was a healthy woman beforehand and then this happens and 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 the people that did this are scumbags there's no. There's no uh, sugarcoating this. These people are, are terrible human beings. Um, Freeman was a was a grade A scumbag. I mean, when they tell you about the type of person he was, he was a borderline womanizer. And I mean, and, uh, another thing they did was even inmates that didn't have any issues. But if you don't like somebody, or guard doesn't like you, give him a lobotomy. What are you gonna do? They'll just tie you down. They'll give it to you regardless. And that just that just makes you. Um, you know, uh, it, it just it kills you, and and I and like I said, I don't mean in a physical sense. I mean mentally. And if you're mentally dead, then life is life is nothing anymore. It doesn't really doesn't really do anything for you. So, just want to say a big um, a big rest in peace to all the people that 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 that, that had this happen to them. You know, it's it, our society is 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 a mess back then, at least when it came to medical. Um, procedures we didn't we didn't know what we were doing so at least a lot of things not everything but you know a lot of good came from from back then as well so let's not Spider and I aren't here sitting here thinking oh man it was all bad you know we had some good things happen but this was one of the most heinous things that had happened in the medical field for that time right and that's kind of how things are unfortunately I mean it's uh, people take all kinds of risks as far as um, as far as medical advancement goes, and sometimes the risks really are not worth what you learn in in return. Um, I mean, these days we do all kinds of experimental treatments for cancers and whatnot and stuff like that, and, and people are really bad off from some of that. But they have made some headway, so it's hard to say what really was was helpful and what wasn't necessarily as far as the long term. But you kind of have to rule out the stuff that's obviously. Uh, not so good. Um, yeah. But yeah, so um, you got anything else about that? No, let's uh, go ahead and jump to that commercial break, and we will be right back. All righty, here we go. 
Everybody, it's your good friend Spider from Let's Talk About the Music Radio Network here to tell you about all the quality content that we have for you to listen to every week. On Wednesday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 Pacific, it's the Let's Talk About the Music Radio Show. It's our flagship show. It sets the cornerstone of the whole network. We talk to a wide range of industry professionals in the entertainment business, and we get their opinions on all kinds of things, controversial or otherwise. Tune in. On Thursday nights, it's the brand new This Uncanny Earth, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific, where we talk about a wide variety of paranormal experiences, paranormal instances, and anything else that ends with Z. Ha 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 You knew it have to stick a joke in there somewhere. So tune into that with me and my good buddy Rob every week. Get to the chat room, get to the Facebook group, This Uncanny Earth Official, and let's hear your opinions. On Friday nights, every week, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, you have the Dirty Rotten Weekend with me, and I'm going to be playing the best underground indie music for you, uncensored, unfiltered, commercial-free for a couple hours for your listening pleasure. And that's what we got. Tune in every week and listen on demand on a wide variety of streaming services. I look forward to seeing you in the chat room. Hey everybody, welcome back. And if you just join us, we had a uh, we previously had a great recipe for quiche. So we're hoping you're enjoying uh, two uncanny dads right now, and we're just we're just having fun. We're having fun. We're we're getting ready to to, to play some some shuffleboard. Uh, I'm gonna throw some ribs on the grill. So, yeah. And if you're looking for this uncanny earth, that will be on next week. But this week, man, I, I got a great. Uh, a great recipe for braised beef, so stay tuned. All right, we're back from that alternate universe there. And um <laughs> what happened? That was that was uncanny. Hey, just <laughs> throwing it there. Um Well we've been uh, what we've been really talking about in this section of the universe has been haunted places. Haunted places. Yes. And uh and we talked about Mansfield, we talked about Moundsville, and we've just got done talking about the uh Trans Allegheny Asylum. Um, next on my list here is the Moon River Brewing Company. Um, hey, I saw that on an episode of Ghost Adventures that's with right. Zach Baggins. That's right. I was going to mention that, too. It's on the list here. It's been on a couple of different ghosty shows. Um, it's a brew pub, restaurant, bar, and brewing facility. Um, it is in Savannah, Georgia, here in the USA. Um, it opened its doors to the public in 1999 on the site of the former oglethorpe brewing company and uh it won a gold medal for its india pale ale and all kinds of good stuff all kinds of things um if you want to visit it by all means it is open for i mean it's obviously a pub and a restaurant and you can go down there and check it out let us know how the food is um some other things about it though is that it's alleged to be haunted and it's a feature of local guided tours staff members claim it to be a site of hauntings and poltergeist activity Ooh. Um, In 2005, the brewery was featured on the Ghost Hunters Halloween special, and in 2009 on the Travel Channel's paranormal television series, Ghost Adventures. It was also featured in 2018 on an episode of BuzzFeed Unsolved Supernatural, and I wasn't aware that BuzzFeed had a... uh, had a show or a viewing channel of any kind. I thought they just made up bad quizzes and, and poor news reporting. Ooh. <laughs> sorry, BuzzFeed. That was probably uncalled for, but we're live, so I can't take it back. Sorry. 
And guess what? We say a lot of things that are uncalled for. If you don't like it, don't listen. That's the end That's of right. that. <laughs> um, so yeah, but uh, so it's it's been renowned as as kind of a place where there's a lot of uh, haunting things to that that go on there, and um, it was uh, in a. a Originally, before it was a brewery, it was the City Hotel, which was a high-end hotel with a history of violence during the Civil War. And it, the building dates back to 1821. Um, men were killed in the hotel during heated skirmishes, including a member of the Yankee Army who was beaten to death by locals in 1860. Some bar patrons today say they've seen bottles mysteriously fly through the air and have witnessed guests being pushed, touched, and even slapped by unseen forces. One Uh-oh. resident apparition, Toby, is said to skulk around the bill, uh, the billiards room looking for the next great bar brawl. So interesting stuff. Um, It's another thing that could be on the list. Georgia isn't too far out of the way as far as all this stuff goes. If we're going to do like a little East Coast ghost adventure tour. And um, it it doesn't say anything about being on any sort of burial grounds like the like uh, Moundsville does, like like every single other right. place ever. But it does seem like if it's a place where where violent kind of stuff has always been part of its history, it seems like one of those places where the energies might be. Um, it might be just a, a a violent section of the ley lines, um, if we were going to legitimize any of that kind of stuff. Um, and you can stuff. go listen to our show about ley lines anytime on the uh, This Uncanny Earth page. That's right. I think that was two weeks ago, wasn't it? Because last week two was UFOs and uh, the week before that was... Uh, High Strangeness was, was the week before that. Yep. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yep. Maybe that was right. So interesting stuff. I don't know, folks. They all kind of run together and we have fun doing it and we learn a lot and we just have fun. So That's right. And And... And here's the thing. If you would like to support our West Coast tour of these places, let us know. We're going to be working here in a, in a, in a, in a couple of weeks on some ideas and some concepts. And uh, if you, you know, we, we'd like to get a Kickstarter for some things going. If you folks want to donate, we got some T-shirt ideas coming up. I feel like it's time to start putting this stuff into action. We were 26 episodes now, 26 episodes into it, 27. Mm-hmm. And I think it's time. It's time to start making a push to uh, to get to get out there. You know, we, we we gave you folks some really good information, but we want to get out there and give you folks even better information. And I got some things coming coming in the pipeline that uh, I'm going to talk to Spider about after we get off here and see if we can work something out. But um, we're, we're going to set up probably a, a Kickstarter or, or a Patreon or, or whatever they're doing nowadays, um, and then. We'll go on these places, and then there'll be perks and everything else. We're, we'll get into that later. I just want to let you folks know that uh, that's coming down the pipeline. And uh, support the show. We, we want to try to get the, as uh, as much support as we can from you folks out there so we can keep bringing you this content and bringing you better content. You know, it's all fun sitting here and, and talking, but I I want to go out to these places. I'm, you mm-hmm. know, people say, hey, you know, this this place is haunted. Okay, cool. If you're If you're in the vicinity... Come be on the show. You can give us a guided tour of the place, you know, and that goes for tour guides as well. If you know these places, you can meet us at these places and then be on the show. We're gonna we'll we'll work out the logistics of it. We'll get it together. But uh, I just wanted to kind of put that out there. Spider didn't mean to jump in and, and interrupt oh, yeah, your though. your discussion here, but I just kind of want to put that out there right now to give our our listeners, our fans, our uncannyites, so to speak, a uh, a glimpse into what's coming on the uh, the proverbial pipeline. 
So, sorry about that. Go ahead, continue. My fault. No, no, that's good stuff, and that's pretty much what I've got for um, for uh, for that location for today, the Moon River Brewery. Um, so, what do we got next? What's uh, what's next on this? Do you want me to do another one, or do you want to jump into another one of your own? I'm going to jump into this one because um, this this is the coolest place I've never been to. Uh, and that place, drum roll please, the Winchester Mystery House. Yes. And it's not um, the Winchester that you would go to have a pint at. No, you cannot have a pint there, and there's no zombies around. So you're, you're good to go. Your buddy <laughs> won't become a zombie that you have to play video games with in a shed. That's right. Good to go. Promise. Good to go. <laughs> no, this is the – this was the um, – this house is famous. It's the house uh, people say, oh, is that the place where they have stairs that go nowhere, windows that open up, and there's a wall there. There's a, uh, a skylight in the floor. Yes, this is that place, and there's a reason for this. But it might not be the reason you think. That sounds straight up like clickbait. Like if this was <laughs> if this was an Internet site. Well, we were like, just talking about BuzzFeed, so it probably infected you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Buzz like, Buzz oh. man! Looks like we're not going to get them as a sponsor anytime soon. <laughs> I don't want to. Anyways, they would just make it. They would. They would change our name. This unnormal. What earth. kind of a vegetable is this uncanny earth? Take the quiz and find out. <laughs> a potato. <laughs> I like home fries. <laughs> um, so starting off here, when it was built, now this, I'm, I'm giving you guys an estimate here. I'm not 100 percent sure. I called the Winchester Mystery House to kind of verify when the house was built, but the the resident historian never got back to me. I don't know if she was busy. I understand. I'm some schmuck out in Ohio, so I mean, you know, you know, you probably don't want to call back in case it's long distance. Um, but supposedly it was, I, I think it was built in 1876. I think Spider and I talked about the gold rush happened around 1855. So in San Jose, the, the place where the, where the, where the house is was founded in 1777. So if I, if I estimate it would be about 1876, because that's when Robert Caldwell, a, uh, a doctor actually moved there from, Siberia, if I'm not mistaken, he came back. He was he was born originally here in the United States, and then went and practiced medicine in Europe, Asia, and then ended up coming back in 1876. So I'm thinking around 1876, he actually had the house built, um, but it was kind of unfinished because I, as I was talking to Spider before our show, I said, "What kind of person would move into an unfinished home?" I mean, it, it makes sense if you're looking to if you're looking to get the house cheap. Because I was, it's not going to be the same price as if a house is finished. So, but I think he started it in 1876. Mm. Why he moved is beyond me. I, I still, to this day, cannot figure out why he moved or you know whatever happened with that. But it wasn't until 1884 that Sarah Winchester, yes, the Winchester Rifle Company, that is the it's it's it was the heir, the heiress, the heiress of the Winchester Rifle Company. Um, would purchase it and move in. Now let's take let's let's rewind a bit and talk about the woman known as Sarah Lockwood Pardee. 
She marries William Winchester, like I said, of the Winchester Arms Manufacturing Company on September 30th, 1862. Um, six or four years later, tragedy befalls the Winchesters when their first and only child, Annie, dies from marasmus, which is a lack of nutrients, or in this case, a lack of protein. Um, tragedy would befall Miss Winchester again in 1881 when her husband dies from tuberculosis. Like I said, tuberculosis was a serious, serious illness in this day and age. It wasn't, it wasn't as, uh, as treatable as it is today. It was a lot of, a lot of people died from that. Um, now, this was just three months after William had inherited the Winchester Arms Company from his father, Oliver at uh, Oliver's passing. Now, in 1885, Sarah Winchester arrives in California. In 18... Um, 18... I'm oh, sorry. My dates are kind of kind of goofy here. Give me a second here. Sorry, well, at folks. least you're not saying penitentiary. <laughs> okay, so I, I got some dates mixed up here. My apologies. Um, actually, Sarah's child, Annie, dies in 1866 because I just didn't change it in my notes. But 1866 is when her child died, not 1886. Jeez. Then I go on. I actually I got dates wrong here. Um, but like I said, in 1884, she purchased the farmhouse um, from Dr. Robert Caldwell. I would like to know what that was about, like why she she decided on this. And there's a reason for why she decided to move to California, but why she chose this house. A lot of stuff is kind of up in the air because of the, of how old um, this is. But uh, uh, at first, it was it, it was called the. Let me make sure I get this name right because I don't want to botch something I've already botched a thousand times. The Lalanda Villa, and now it it would be known as the Winchester Mystery House. Now she begins to renovate this house from 1890 to 1900. I know what you're all thinking. I can't even get your dates right. How do we know this is right? <laughs> you can look it up on the internet. Um, the mansion construction would be full big, full vigor, full bore. 24 hours, seven days a week. And she turns this small farmhouse. Now, if anybody knows what a farmhouse looks like, it's relatively small. It, it was eight rooms, eight, six to eight rooms. Um, she turns this thing into a seven-story Victorian behemoth with anywhere from 500 to 600 rooms. 500 to 600 rooms. And these rooms didn't weren't always the same. They would change consistently. So say one day you walk into a room, you're like, oh, this is cool. There's a chandelier. There's uh, a bed. Next time you go in, it's a bathroom. It, it, and the bathroom isn't going to work. That's another thing. Some These rooms, some things just didn't work because they weren't supposed to work. But that's a whole, I mean, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into this. Um, in 1906, the mansion suffers from the Great San Francisco earthquake and damages the seven-story tower, and most of the fourth floor is destroyed. So that's it's pretty much removed. In 1922, Sarah Winchester dies. And then upon her death, construction ceased. The mansion is sold, and Daisy Marriott, her niece, inherits Sarah's fortune. Now, Marriott, she doesn't want anything to do with it. She does her own thing, stays with family. Um, at this point, the, the Winchester Mystery House, or the villa, is sold. And the surrounding acreage is divided up. It's divided up, and I think it was like 160 some odd acres. It's chopped up. You know, it's 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 done away with. Um, notable figure Harry Houdini 
visits the mansion in 1924 and seeks to debunk the paranormal stories. Now, Houdini is notorious for this. He does this. He goes and tries to debunk a lot of things, and, and with, all good, with all good reason, because a lot of people were charlatans. And he, he, he outed a lot of folks that were doing serious harm to, to innocent people. Um, but in this case, Houdini's like, uh, I, what? Because if you go into a house and you see a, pair, a set of steps that go into a, go into a ceiling with no way into the ceiling, you're going to be like, oh, guess somebody was drinking when they decided to start messing with this house, which isn't actually the case. Now, let's get into some of this reasoning why there were stairs going to nowhere, why there was a window where a wall is or a window leading to a wall, why there is a, a, a bathroom that doesn't work. Well, one variation of this, and there's two, and the second one I believe more than the first. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Sarah receives information from a spiritual medium in 1881 named Adam Coons. Now, Coons tells her that angry spirits are after her for all the deaths caused by the Winchester rifle. It is said that she became um, just just heartbroken after the passing of her daughter and her husband. And she in this instance, believed that the Winchester curse played a big role in um, her daughter dying and her son, or not her son, her husband dying. Um, Sarah supposedly held seances at midnight every night so that she could receive building instructions from the spirits. She allegedly used a Ouija board, a planchette, and 13 colored robes for the ritual. So she would change out of robes and do seances. Uh, like I said, the strange features, such as the staircases, the doors opening into walls, skylights on the floor, these were supposedly meant to confuse evil spirits. So if you're an evil spirit, like, oh, I'm going to cause some terror. Oh, this room doesn't look the same from when I was in here yesterday. What's going on here? That's the reason why. Um, 7, 11, and 13, all prime numbers, were used in building different rooms. And Sarah herself herself supposedly slept in different rooms each night to throw the spirits off her trail. Now, at this point, this is all I've known. So, and, and I've probably known about the Winchester Mystery House for maybe four years. on Maybe three, four years. It's something relatively new in, in, in my studies. And I always believed this. I always thought, okay, she felt grief. You know, her 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 her, her infant daughter passing, her husband passing not too long after that, it kind of broke her a little bit. And she's seeking answers. And, and her era is the era of spirituality in terms of uh, the occult, mysticism, uh, theos- theosophical, um, Francis Bacon, things of that nature. This is, this, is, this is where it all goes down because it was sort of an age of enlightenment for its time. So I, I always believe this, but today I actually, after doing some research, came across something that might explain some of the more esoteric ideas, and that's what I'm going to go into now is the esoteric connections. Now, the what I said about Adam Coons, nobody knows if this dude is actually even real. This is all based off speculation. Nobody knows if she was a spiritualist. Her her maid has said that she was not. She wasn't. She never did seances. The reasoning behind this, the house, all of it, is supposedly based on 
Rosicrucian and Freemason ideals and rituals. Uh, the house wasn't so much a, a place to confuse spirits as it was the initiation of the lab uh, or the initiation of a person into a labyrinth. This was a very popular thing for the ancient mystery schools. Uh, basically what it did is it gave the initiate, um, a way to strengthen their senses, their power of intuition and insight, not so much to rely on what they can see as much as they can feel what they can hear, what they can touch. Uh, it, it, it was a heightening of the senses. Um, and Sarah had a deep love of geometry, cryptography. Supposedly, she studied the works of Francis Bacon. And this is the, these concepts and ideas are displayed throughout the home. So while everybody wants to concentrate on the stairs going nowhere, or the, or, or like I said, the the skylight in the floor, there's a reasoning behind this. But people don't see the the um, the the sixteen radiant sunlight or the sixteen radiant suns on the gates and they don't see the spider webs with the significant meanings behind them not real spider webs but pictures of spider webs um and 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 other things like that they don't understand the the 16 radiance meaning this the the year 1616 that speculative freemasonry was born under francis bacon now the whole house all of it seems more of an initiation to these ancient mystery schools than for angry spirits just to get lost because Sarah Winchester still maintained shares of the company. She was the, she was the, the, the head honcho. She didn't step down. She didn't stop receiving money from them. If she was really that guilty, she would have done something to distance herself. And she does not do this. She doesn't distance herself. She still accepts the money. She still lives this lifestyle. She still has the house built. Now, what I believe this is this is kind of a a Rob's corner here, if you will. So this is this is my personal opinions. After studying the or after researching the uh, this bit of, this new bit of information, I believe this is actually the case. And the reason that they don't say this is the case when it comes to the tourism or when it comes to um, the fascination with it. I don't think people would be as fascinated with it if it was just due to the ancient mystery schools. Not many people know what the ancient mystery schools even are. They're not familiar with Rosicrucianism. They're not familiar with uh, the Freemasons outside of some conspiracy theories or Alex Jones or, you know, what have you. So it's easier to say, you know what? It was spirit, spiritualism. Um, there's ghosts because people are all about the paranormal. They're all about, hauntings and ghosts and, and, and spiritual manifestations and things happening to them. But people like me, I'm, I, I'm, I dig this. I think this is a really, um, a really great take on this. And, and it's probably true based on the fact of the esoteric symbols that lie within the house. Uh, the, the house faces true East, which is another significant thing. Because true east is where knowledge and wisdom come from. So that's why the house is actually facing that way. And there's there's a there's a bunch of other things um, regarding the house in terms of esoteric mysticism, uh, cryptography, and, and, and the like. And to me, it's easier to draw in tourists. It's easier to draw in people 
easier to get the fascination going. You know, if if you're sitting down talking to somebody and you say, yeah, you know, I got some esoteric thoughts. They're going to be like, what? But if you sit down and say, hey, you know, my house is haunted. My uncle died there. And so he haunts the place. Oh, let's go. Let's 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 go. What are we sitting here for? Let's go. Let's go see your dead uncle. People have have a stronger um, fascination with the the paranormal than they do the esoteric, mm. in my opinion. Now, I'm sure there's some out there that says that's not true, but I don't know too many people outside of myself, Spider, and maybe like two or three other people that know some of the more esoteric texts. And that's not a bad thing. I'm not calling anybody out. That's, I mean, that, they're mystery like, schools for a reason. They're supposed to be kind of like hard to find, hard to... And even right. with the age of the internet, it's not like this stuff is real common knowledge. No. And and if I was a mystery school initiate, which which I, you know, I would like that. I would like to, to see what that's about. I'm still... I would still be considered an initiate. I don't know everything. You know, I know, I don't think myself better than anybody else. This is just something I happened upon. This is just some circumstance that happened where I started learning about this stuff. And I don't even know a quarter of it. So I, I don't want to put myself out there like, oh, yeah, I'm better than you guys. No, I, I just see that, you know, in, in our society, the paranormal or the fascination with, with life after death is is bigger than, than an ancient mystery school or an esoteric concept. Until you intertwine them with life after death, then you know that that becomes a, a whole different thing. But that I, I believe that is why the the Winchester Mystery House is uh, uh, pushing the whole spirit concept because that would make the most I don't want to say profit, but it would make the most um, media worthy or mm. noteworthy. And you know what I mean? No, nobody. Hey, I went to the Rosicrucian Temple today. Oh, okay. I went to the Winchester Mystery House. Oh, the place that spirits built, because that's what that's what is known as is a place that spirits built. And and the thing is, um, uh, either way you look at it, the place is fascinating. It's really really part of of a, of a great historical aspect of our country in terms of uh, spiritualism of the time, and which I find to be fascinating. I mean, and whether you you agree with it or not, it really led to to better things. For our country, it led to better achievements in science, um, religion, beliefs, beliefs, concepts. And I don't mean the abuse of religion. That's a different thing. I mean, like the, the, the feeling of of enlightenment within oneself, not projecting it out like, hey, I'm better than you because I believe this and you don't. So I think that this is a good stepping stone to go from from, you know, a time when people couldn't read or write. Um, they they survived to a time where people could read and write and they, they lived. And there's a difference between living and surviving. Surviving, you do what it takes. Living, you have a little bit of, of a cushion to, to, to enjoy a little bit of life. And, and, and that's not saying that people that learned to survive didn't, but it's a lot harder to, to do the, the enjoying of life when you're busy trying to, to live, if that makes any sense out there. So... Winchester Mystery House. It's it's on the one of the one of the buildings on the top of my list in San Jose, California. If you're out in California right now and you're listening to the show, they open, I believe, at nine o'clock and they run it till four or five. So if you get a chance to go out there, go out there. Or if you're there right now, be there. And if you work there, call us or come on the show because I have some questions I would like to ask. So that's it. That's all I have. Winchester Mystery House, get to it. 
And if you're interested in some fictional, uh, some fictional theater about it, then they do have a movie that came out last year, yes. 2018, called Winchester. Winchester. That it's a very dra- dramatized um, version of the events and everything like that, uh, leading up to uh, her building of the various rooms and uh, her connection with the various spirits. So um, mixed reviews, generally positive from what I remember. There are some people that said it was really bad. I don't know. I, I haven't seen it, and critics are critics, so whichever. But um, check I that saw out. it yesterday. I actually watched it yesterday because I've been wanting to see it. Um, and, you know, having a child, you know, I don't really watch a lot of horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to scare my child. I usually watch them at night or, or uh, early, early, early in the morning. And it was a good movie. It actually was pretty good. It, it, uh, in this movie, Helen Mirren is is Sarah Winchester, and instead of building the house to confuse spirits, she builds the house to kind of give the spirits peace, um, kind of a way to, to leave um, uh, this this plane of existence so they can move on to, to the next plane of existence. And it all culminates with, with uh, a Civil War, I believe, Confederate soldier... Um, gets all this power, the spirit gets all this power, and there's some some things that happen. Because I don't want to spoil it for anybody out there that plans to watch it, but uh, it's it's a good movie. Um, if I had to rate it on the old uncanny scale of movie ratings, I'd probably give it a four out of five. It was it was definitely worth the watch, and I'd probably watch it again. So yeah, not bad. Definitely definitely check it out if you get a chance. There you go. There's your endorsement. And before we move uh, full board into the rest of our our pop culture area about haunted movies and things like that, I got one more to throw at you. One little quick um, quick jab. At the haunted locations, this is in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and it's the Calcaso Courthouse. Um, and it was uh, let me get some little bit of history here about when it was built. Got to go back through my uh, my little search history there because I went sidetracked because I was looking at the Winchester stuff for you there. Um, thank you, thank you, appreciate it. <laughs> the courthouse was built in 1841 and it was originally just a a log cabin uh and it's come through a lot of changes since then um its claim to fame for hauntings is from the 1940s when a uh a former prostitute named tony joe henry charmed a gentleman in a pickup truck to give her a ride while she was walking the highway with a friend um and uh she apparently uh, she apparently killed him in cold blood uh it took three trials for a jury to convict her because she had charmed the courtroom and jail staff and divided the town over her presumed guilt. Uh, and she was executed by electric chair in 1942. She was known as Tiger Girl for uh, for her various wiles and charms and things and for sne- general sneakiness, I guess. Um, but her tigers sn- aren't sneaky, are they? Uh, tigers can be pretty sneaky. I mean, if you've ever been stalked by a tiger, which I have not, but, you know, I've seen films... Um, I, I've never, I've never been sucked by a tiger either. So. That's <laughs> but, not something um, I'm going to put at the top of the list. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Uh, her spirit lingers in the courthouse today, supposedly, and workers there swear they can feel her presence, hear her screams, and even smell her burning hair. Many Ew. believe that she tinkers with office equipment, locks doors, and meddles with everyday office life at the courthouse. So that's your last little blurb on our list of uh, haunted stuff for the evening. I just want to give a quick shout out to our chat room people, a Mr. Jason Link, aka Reservoir, and 
James Goodvine. I don't know if you have an AKA. If you do, let us know. Um, but Jason says that. Let me let me pull it up here. He says that his house was built in 1892, so that's that's pretty old. That's that's around uh, Winchester height. Actually, when Winchester started getting getting some twenty four hour a day, seven day a week action, and uh, our good buddy James Goodvine has said that he has had some experiences himself, and it can be really scary. So um, I just want to say to both of you, if you guys want to come on the show in the future and talk about these experiences, I know uh, Jason, you had this one here um, that you talked about with you with with the with that friend of yours and James you said you've had some too if you guys want to get on come on the show we'd be more than honored to have you if you guys have a microphone I think I, I know I know Jason has one but not them them fire uh them fire hip hop albums you got um, <laughs> and I'm gonna plug that at the end here because I want to get into our pop culture stuff but I want to put that out there and I'm, I'm gonna let Spider plug his stuff too because he's got some good stuff coming down the pipeline um, James. Uh, if you have one, like I said, if both of you have one, you actually both can come on the show. We'll do a whole two hours and we'll just talk to you guys about your paranormal experiences and we'll talk about ours if we've had any. Mm. Um, I, I have a couple actually outside of um, the places I've been. Just just some weird occurrences. Nothing you know too crazy. But if you guys want to come on the show and excuse me and talk about it, we you know we, we'd love to have you. And uh, as for the two uncanny dads t-shirts <laughs> you know what that we might actually have to make that happen now that uh that we've uh, that we've talked about it it's kind of it's kind of a, a funny thing so you know that's something to to take a new advisement um <laughs> now we're going to jump into the pop culture fun zone <laughs> The fun, fun zone. zone. I just, I, when, when I said fun zone, that uh, highway to the danger zone started playing in my head. I'm like, oh, I used nice. to sing that as a kid. As a kid, that was my favorite movie. You know, I've never actually seen that movie, but I know the song. I like planes Oddly and enough. jets, and I like stuff flying around and, and shooting each other. Uh, that's me as a kid. Um, we already talked, so we're going to get into some pop culture, like I said, and we already talked about Winchester. So Winchester is 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 uh, is out of here. Good movie, definitely recommend it. Jason, I think he said he's seen it, and he recommends it. So that's cool. It's it's a good movie. There's not, uh, it, it's a jump scare festival. So if you're into, if you're not into jump scares, you're not going to really like it that much. But uh, it's a good movie. That's not it's not real gory or bloody or, or real crazy. It's just a good. Uh, it's a good horror movie, and, and I say that because I rarely see good horror movies. Usually, they're either I'm not a gore fan, and I'm not a uh, um, I, I I really should say just more of like an uh, I'm not an anti Christian fan like The Exorcist. You know, that's just not, that's not my thing. I'm not really big into possession movies, so to speak. Just not my thing. That's all. I mean, you know, if people like it, they like it. I just my favorite kind of horror movies are. Um, like the Grudge or the Ring or like the Win or like Winchester or Ghost Ship, I'm more of the paranormal ghost variety uh, horror movies more than possession or gore or gore movies. Even though the first couple Friday the Thirteenth are good, and for some reason I really enjoy Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight, Jason Takes Manhattan, especially when the boxer almost knocks him off the the building and he's like, "Oh, I'm tired." All of a sudden, one more punch, you could have knocked him off the building, but. I digress because we're not here to talk about 
what ifs of horror movies. That could be a whole <laughs> other show. Um, what I'm going to talk about, uh, actually, I'm just going to go into video games here. Spider, if that's okay with you, we can do that. If, if you want to get something, if you want to get something out of the way, go ahead. If you have a book or a movie you want to talk about, by all means. Well, let's start with uh, let's start with a movie that's actually it's got an original and it's got a remake, and that's Thirteen Ghosts. Uh, this actually is kind of similar to uh, to the whole nice. Winchester story, but not exactly. It's got a it deals with a house that was built to contain spirits and things like that, but not in the same way. Um, the original movie was in 1960. And uh, it stars um, it stars twelve year old child uh, child actor Charles Herbert and a few other actors of the time. And um, basically, what um, what happens here is uh, they there's a, a doctor Plato Zorba who dies and wills a huge house to his nephew Cyrus and his impoverished family. And they discover that the house is haunted by twelve ghosts who are waiting for a thirteen ghost to free them a 13th ghost um dr zorba leaves a set of special goggles that are the only way of seeing the ghosts and the ghosts are murderous there's a lot of death traps in the movie um the movie was remade in 2001 the 2001 version um features uh, a few more um more well-known actors of our day uh notably uh matthew lillard who was of course shaggy and scooby-doo and the source of many strange memes over the last several weeks. Um, and don't forget about Scream. That's right. He was in Scream. Yeah, that's oh, right. yeah. He sure was. And and Tony Shalhoub. I got to right. not talk about Monk. Tony Shalhoub. Sorry. Sorry. This is, um, this is your thing. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm in your, no, no, your go space. Ahead. It's been forever since I've seen the movie, space. so I was pulling it off of, off of Wiki here. My parents um, are like, have you ever seen 13 Ghosts? Like the 13th time they've said it. I'm like, yes, I've seen it. We've watched it together. The modern, times. One, uh, the modern one is awfully gory. There's a lot of gore to it and a lot of yes. really gruesome death scenes. The 1961 was based around the time, so it's not quite as bad. But the, the new one, definitely a really it's definitely a gore fest. Um, the 1961 yes. is notable, however, for its repeated mentions of one of the characters – um, one of the throughout the film, one of the characters named Buck refers to the housekeeper Elaine as a witch. And while it was never confirmed, that's a possibility to being an inside reference because the actor who played the housekeeper Elaine was the Wicked Witch of the West from the Wizard of Oz. <gasps> They're connected right there. Fan and theory. at the connected. end of the film, they say, "You really are a witch, aren't you?" And she says, "Ask me no questions, and I'll tell you no lies." I knew it. <laughs> so, dead. 13 Ghosts, if you want to have a double feature evening, you can watch the original, and you can get shocked and gored out of your mind by the uh, the 2001 remake. Nice. I'm actually going to talk about a movie that also is a remake. Imagine that. This must be an M. Night Shyamalan episode, because what a twist. Hey. Hey. I'm going to talk about The Haunting. And this movie stars taken actor Liam Neeson, who has been in a bunch of movies about his family members being taken. Dude, stop. All right, <laughs> stop getting your family members taken, dude. Just quit. Stop right now. You're trash. Stop. Um, it also stars Catherine, the lovely, might I add, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Sorry, I think she's attractive. Uh, the ever, whoa, 
Owen Wilson, or Wow, I think Wow would probably be better, and Lily Taylor. It was released in the United States on July 23rd, 1999. I actually saw this movie in the theaters. It was a fantastic movie. Um, it actually stars, or I'm sorry, it actually revolves around, um, I'm trying to think of the, the, the main antagonist name, Crane. Yeah, Crane. Um, and, and it's a bit, it's a, it's a gigantic house in the movie and he still haunts the, uh, the, the residents. Um, now Crane actually kills himself. Hugh Crane, or Hugh Crane's wife kills herself, um, before the house is finished. So Crane becomes a recluse. Um, he, he originally builds the house for his wife. Uh, he's a 19th century textile tycoon. And um, he, he's basically a, a jerk. Like, uh, you know, Crane's a jerk. He starts doing all kinds of his spirit, I should say. Starts doing all sorts of evil things. He, uh, he, he begins to taunt Eleanor, which is, uh, which is Lily Taylor. Um, played by Lily Taylor, I should say. And he just starts doing all these evil things, and and he he's a real jerk face. Let me just put it that way. Um, more or less, they they die off one by one um, until there's only uh, Liam Neeson and Theo, being Catherine Zeta Jones, left. Um, Lily Tyler, Lily. T- I'm starting to see, Spider, look what you've done. <laughs> Your penitentiaries. It's infectious. Um, it's infectious. It is infectious. Um, Lily Taylor's character dies and is basically like a mother figure. She uh, she takes the spirits that uh, Crane t- attempts to, to steal their children. Basically, uh, some children die, and, and he's the big cause of it. I know you guys are like, you are terrible at this. <laughs> this movie sounds like it's trash. You gotta watch it. It's it's a it's a it's a good movie. It is actually a really I liked it, and I've seen the old one um, with Vincent Price, horror icon Vincent Price. Um, but it's it's a good movie. You it, it's something you have to watch. Like me sitting here telling you about it, and I haven't seen it probably in ten years. So I'm I'm kind of giving you a uh, an internet recap. So I recommend just just watch it. Just either. Uh, do they still rent movies? Is that still a thing? Um, um, digitally, but that's silly. Family video. <laughs> if if anybody has, like, we have a call. How that place is still in business? If 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 a family video executive wants to come on the show and tell us how you've managed to stay in that's business for this long, that's and uncanny at the same time. Let us know. Um, like I said, uh, the haunting. It's a good movie. Spider, have you seen that one? I have. I have seen that one. Um, Do you like I it? I've seen the original too. It wasn't that bad. I, yeah. I'm always kind of iffy about my my horror movies because I'm not I'm not scareable real easy by horror movies. It takes really subtle stuff. Now there are some movies, that, and this is totally unrelated. This is not a ghost movie, and I'm not going to talk about it in the in the context of of trying to pitch it as a ghost movie. But The Descent was a good horror. Oh, movie classic! Because of how subtle classic. it was. I mean, that part, and I, I don't want to spoil it, but where she moves the flashlight and then behind the one lady, the thing is just standing there and there's no music, there's no sound, it's just there. Ah, oh, perfect moment. But or the, or, the, or the part where she thinks she's out, but it's all a dream. Yep, yeah, so uh, those are more yeah, my style. Not... But um, anyway, it's still a good movie, still not bad. Um, along the same context, again, 
we have another pair of original and remakes. House on Haunted Hill. Very, very Wait, good isn't it, isn't the haunting the haunting is a remake? No, nope, the, the house. The, on Haunted the Hill. haunting is very similar. Oh no, um, it's a very no, similar no, thing, but it's right, not the same. Right, um, you're right. Yeah, because the house on Haunted Hill is the thing, and then the guy's stuck outside. Yeah, right. go ahead. And, and, and Vincent Price did star in the original of both of those movies, in The House on Haunted Hill and in The Haunting. So, um, it, it's easy to no, confuse wait. the two. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Like, I think they're, are they, are they both remakes of that, of one movie? Nope, nope. They're both their own standalone, because the original of House on Haunted Hill is, uh, Vincent Price is a, uh, is a, uh, eccentric millionaire who's having trouble with his wife they're they're not getting along they they hate each other and um so for his wife's birthday he throws her a haunted house party whoever stays in the house will earn ten thousand dollars uh that's the original the new version from 1999 um the fee was a million dollars per person because you know inflation oh you know what you're right uh just to clarify the Haunting was in 1963, and The Haunting in 1999. Now, both of these were based off the book, mm-hmm. The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. That's right. So, Which is just, uh, just to clarify that, because that can be confusing. So. And The Haunting of Hill House Spider. is a different different thing. Um, yeah, that's true. It was recently a TV series, actually. So, um, but, but back to House on Hendon Hill. Basically... Uh, the guy offers $10,000 to a series of random guests to stay in the house overnight. Security systems for the house trip and lock everyone inside. And one by one, people are killed. And uh, it was assumed at first that possibly it was him or that it was his wife. Um, but uh, by the end of the movie, there's only um, there's only like a couple people that actually managed to make it through. And everyone else has been killed, including him and his wife. Um the modern version from 99 is a lot more gory and a lot more technological. There's a lot more technology stuff that happens, but still um, it's a, it's an angry spirit or an angry ghost that's causing all of these things to happen. And in the 1999 version, I believe the ghost was um, in uh, like, I guess there were computers involved and the ghost was in the computer system and things like that too. It got pretty advanced for, for what it was, but um, both really interesting. The original is worth a watch for, for the times that it was created. Um, very subtle and very kind of like, hmm, who done it kind of thing. The modern one is still pretty good too. It's a little shocky, but you know, not bad, not bad in the the good B movie kind of sense. <laughs> the the original one has that creepy skeleton that's in the pool, but the skeleton's fake because you can see the wires hanging that's actually right. off the skeleton. That's right, it comes out of the uh, the acid pool. It's supposed to be a pool um, of acid. Let me uh, let me just say that the haunting. The 1963 movie does not have Vincent Price, so I was I was wrong. Ah, there you um, go. And I was confusing the two movies. I was confusing the haunt because I've actually never seen the 1963 version of The Haunting. I was confusing it with The Haunting of Hill House. And let me tell you, whoever decided to name these movies that and then confused <laughs> me, you're in a lot of trouble, uh, individuals, whether man or woman. You're in some troubles. Dun, dun, so watch dun. out! I'm coming. I'm coming for you. But yeah, so that's good stuff. Um, we have about ten minutes left, and I really want to do some video games because that is our passion. That is one of our favorite pastimes. So if Spider's done, I'm going to jump into a, a really good one. Go ahead, you do yours before we do our final thoughts here. Oh, you're not going to do one? 
No, no, I, I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you have this one. Oh, I think you should do one. I'll, I'll make it short. <laughs> this way, you can. You, you, do you have one? If you don't have one, then that's fine. Do you have one? Do you have a video game? Uh, not off the top week? of my head. I, I'd be thinking about it probably after. I've got a couple of movies in mind, but I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm gonna let you have your. I don't want to cut short your time. So go ahead. Uh, see, see how, see how polite we are to one another. This is the uncanny pleasant hour. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, the Evil Within. Now, this is a uh, a game that was released in October fourteenth, two thousand fourteen. It stars Sebastian Castellanos as a detective searching through the Beacon Mental Hospital to solve a recent series of murders. Uh, this was by the original um, creator of Resident Evil, actually Resident Evil mm-hmm. Four. Fame. And I don't know if Spider's a big Resident Evil fan. Always Spider, give it to, I've you... always had trouble playing those games, but uh, but that's not here or there. Uh, but it, uh, it it's basically um, you go through this asylum, and the asylum itself is is more of like parts of it are an illusion, parts of it are real. So you're navigating this place, and it it's it's it has a lot of horror aspects, a lot of Japanese horror, a lot of uh. A lot of American horror, um, kind of interwoven. There's there's some there's some uh, gore. There's jump scares. There's uh, a girl that looks like the girl from The Ring, um, and, and th- this was all the the brainchild of uh, Shinji Mikami from Resident Evil Four fame, and it's it's a good game. I, I don't really want to go into it too deep because if I do, it's going to give away a lot to it. And I just kind of want to want to push that out there because I have two more I really want to talk about real quick before I finish this up. One is one of one is I'm just going to say the name Castle Castlevania. Um, the castle itself is a creature of chaos, so it takes different shapes and forms, and it itself is actually haunted. So it has different mythological things and and so on and so forth. But the real gem that I want to get to, and I don't know how many people have ever played this game. This is one of my all-time favorite PC games. And it came out, man, this, this thing came out a lot. Like, probably, I mean, it. Well, I'll date it by saying this. It, it runs better on uh, Windows, like, 95 <laughs> than it does on XP or... Um, or uh, or Vista, or anything after that, honestly. Um, but it was made in 1996, and it basically stars you're, you're a, an unnamed protagonist, and you're at a house, and you, you're meeting Roxy Westbridge. Now, Roxy purchases a haunted house and starts performing paranormal tests. Well, a mutual friend between the two of you asks you to check in on Roxy. Well, the player finds Roxy hooked to a machine, and her spirit is wondering. She can't escape where she is. So you, as the player, have to actually go into the spirit world, work out. Um, there's three spirits, and you have to send these three spirits on to the next life in order to save Roxy and save her spirit and reunite it with her physical body. Now, if anybody's ever played any of the uh, the kind of point-and-click adventure games like Myst or um, I believe Riven was the sequel to Mist. Mm. Uh, it, it's 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 like that. It is it's exactly just like that, except not as confusing as Mist. Uh, I I didn't spend an hour on a puzzle 
in this game like I did Mist. And it was one of the beginning puzzles. But we're not here to talk about Mist, are we? No, we're not. We're not going to talk about <laughs> Mist. Um, and and it's it's a it's a really really just a, it's a good sleeper game. It was made by Hugh Forrest. It was the only game they ever made. It's a classic. I actually got it running on Windows 10. I had to download a uh, a patch file and everything else. Good. It, it captures the essence of, of Three Spirits very well. The the first, and you can go in any order you want. You don't have to go in the order I went. Uh, a little boy drowns in a lake, so you have to kind of save his spirit and and uh, send him on his way to, to, to paradise by uh, going underwater. And there's a castle, and you have to kind of reunite him with his teddy bear and his clown and then he he gets to leave uh uh, a guy who kills a a young girl not probably mm, 18 19 he's somebody he he was a gardener he falls in love um he's kind of crazy he's looking for ufos so he kills the girl and the family you end up finding the girl's body underneath the gazebo where he had built like this kind of shrine to her and place for ufo to travel uh, he doesn't get sent to the nice place that the little boy goes. I'll just put it to you like that. Um, and then finally, uh, a woman loses her husband in World War II. And so it has kind of the aesthetic of the World War II times. It's got the old radio stations. It's got the the, the kind of uh, Art Deco-ish style decorating and, and that sort of thing. And it all culminates in, in this big... Uh, just awesome game. It's so good. I, I really wish they would do a remake or they would do a, uh, um, a patch to put it on Steam or, or good old games or just anything. Even on Xbox Live, that would be fantastic or, or, or PlayStation. I really wish this game would get um, re-released because I think uh, if, if you enjoy the point-and-click adventure titles like Myst or if you enjoy Siberia or any of those – this is the game for you. I, I cannot recommend this game enough. I still have actually a hard copy. Still have the the CD jewel case game, all that. Uh, Amber's, I'm oh, sorry, Amber Journeys Beyond. Uh, I recommend it. Please, if if you get a chance to find it, play it, watch YouTube videos. I, I can't recommend it enough. So you know that that's all. That's all I have. There we go. Um, so I guess it's time for final thoughts. Um, Specifically, let's talk about the places that we've talked about tonight. Um, what do you think? Do you think these places are, are haunted by some kind of uh, spiritual energy? Or do you think uh, a lot of it is just from the people who go there and they, they, they see tricks and things like that with their eyes? What do you think? Save for the Winchester Mystery House, to which I believe is more of a esoteric concept than a, than a, a haunted one. I believe that anywhere you have... Uh, acts of, of of just supreme evil or violence or just pain, suffering, and misery with little to no empathy, um, I think you're definitely going to have a recipe for a haunted location. The, the Mansfield Reformatory and the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, in both places I felt a, a sense of dread not like I did the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. I felt more dread there than the other one. But, yeah, I believe that the residual energy of the evil, not so much people, you know, there's no, I don't believe there's any person that's trapped. I don't believe that anybody is trapped here on this plane of existence. I believe we all move on. Um, 
but in terms of, uh, of of the shell, so to speak, the spiritual shell that we leave behind, it sort of takes up a mind of its own, and and there's energy involved in that, and so I believe that stays behind, and I believe if you have enough of it, it creates a negative effect uh, for for a lot of that, and then I believe some of it could be just your own preconceptions you know you're going into a place that is known for these things to happen so people don't give their brain enough credit they don't give their mental capacities enough credit i think your mind is more than capable of of of, uh creating these scenarios for you you know oh i felt like i was pushed i think your mind is capable of saying hey i've created this you got pushed let's 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 believe that um and then that's not doubting anybody's experiences but I do believe at the end of the day, these places can and are haunted by energy, not by the people there, but by the energy itself. So, what about you? I kind of echo that too. I'm, I'm a big believer in energy flows and uh, in, um, in uh, psychic energies and that kind of thing. And, and I think there's a lot of that kind of stuff that's unexplainable so far by, uh, by the science we have available. I think we're getting closer though. I think um, one of these days we'll hit some kind of breakthrough um, given enough um, funding in the right areas and uh, and we'll have some kind of worldwide revelation that oh my goodness this is what's going on behind the scenes right. at least in part right. I don't think we're going to solve all of life mysteries overnight but I think a couple things like this we we, uh, we might figure it out so so um, short and sweet like that we're at the end of the show um, it is time to say good night wait a minute wait one second dun, 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 I wanted to do a quick Quick plug, uh, head on over to HTTPS colon backslash backslash reservoir R-E-Z-I-V-O-R dot bandcamp dot com. Pick up the new Come Prepared um, album by Reservoir. It's really good. It's dope. I'm on it. Um, Spider purchased it. It's good oh, yeah, stuff. Sure did. Sure did. Uh, sure, Spider, I want you to go ahead and tell people where they can find your music and your upcoming awesome CD that is going to smack some faces into reality. Let them know. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Bandcamp's a pretty good resource for anybody out there who's looking to be uh, to put out independent music. Um, just to plug that out there, um, they don't pay me directly. Like, I'm not getting endorsed by them. Um, everything I get is from album sales and everything like that. So again, not a paid endorsement spokesperson. For we will tell service. you when we're getting paid by people. We'll Absolutely. let you know. Um, but yeah, if you're interested in hearing some kind of offbeat electronic stuff, uh, the music at the beginning and end of this show I created. Uh, so if you're interested in getting a taste of what I do, um, you can look for me there. The same usual internet, uh, protocol stuff, spiderinthehall.bandcamp.com. New album coming up in a few months here. All kinds of good stuff. You can find that on Facebook as well. So, um, so what's the name of the new album? The new album is called Pyromancer. And for anybody who's out there who's Ooh. interested in, in uh, paranormal stuff like we are, Pyromancy is divination by flames and fire. So, yes. of like burning and things like that, which is pretty, it's a pretty interesting concept. And we might talk about stuff like that in a future episode. Yes. About like uh, the divination and, and the ways people tried to predict the future and read the past and things like that because there's a lot of what oh when i was looking at the list of just like i was curious how many mancies there are out there in the world and man there's there's a lot (laughs) uh speaking of and it's funny that spider brings that up next week's show we're going to do an overall uh, a a broad uh, review of the occult so if uh 
If Spider wants to bring Nancy's, Nancy's, Clancy's, or Chancy's to the table, we're going to do that. We're going to bring the occult to you next week. Stay tuned. We're going to give you some more upcoming information about uh, supporting us, um, meeting with us, being on the show, everything else. Um, a big shout out to James Goodvine, aka Black Glock. A big shout out to Reservoir, aka Jason Link. Uh, big shout out to Spider, of course. Big shout out to myself. Um, so next week, proud view of the occult. Until then, stay uncanny. Why would you want to be anything else? Good night. Peace. That's right. He said it, so I don't have to. See you next week. Mm-hmm.